Hello, you're listening to the on the road edition of the Pancake King, life and marriage on the spectrum, where I four sit down with friends and family at different places to give you a window into my life and share stories. Cool Beans, um, and instead of my brother Hudson, I'm actually here with my wife's grandmother. So it's nice to have you here with me today. Thank you. Good to be here. Uh, would you mind uh, saying what your first name is at least? Jane. Jane. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought it'd be cool to uh, have Jane um, here at this place to um, uh, while she's in town, because you don't live here in the QC area. You no. live um, Minnesota, right? No, the Kansas City oh, area. Kansas City area. Yeah. That's right. Um, and I, I thought while she was out here visiting, it'd be a good opportunity to sit down with her and talk to her a little bit about um, how she learned uh, what the autism spectrum is and you know how that learning uh, developed over time. And so for you, obviously, that was essentially uh, the time that you spent with, um, uh, we call her KG on, on this podcast. <laughs> and. Um, um, you got to learn a lot about autism through her, you know, um, spending time around her and stuff like that. But before her, what did you know and understand about autism? I was aware of it, but I knew nothing, really. Uh, okay. Not, not what I have learned since. At the time, it would have uh, most likely been referred to as Asperger's, mostly, right? When she was diagnosed, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had heard of autism, but my... Um concept of it, or what I viewed it as, was someone who was really completely out of control physically, mm-hmm. and perhaps violent, mm-hmm. um, and non-responsive in some cases, so I, I really knew very little. Okay. Um, and like, um, I'm assuming that for you growing up, there weren't really like people didn't really like diagnose people for this stuff. It was mostly just, if you were acting this way, then, you know, there was, you were just messed up in the head or something. Yes, you know? the, the word was rarely even used. I, I can't remember hearing the word until maybe mm, the last 20, 30 years. When I was young, it wasn't even talked about. So was it a surprise to you, uh, I guess, when um, uh, her mom kind of explained it uh, to you? Um, How did that come about exactly, like discovering that KG had it? Well, her mom had mentioned that she noticed um, socially that Kaylee was not doing the same things as other girls in her class. She just wasn't interested. and she knew something was different because of the younger kids that she had. Mm-hmm. There was just a huge difference in the way her younger children interacted and, and developed as opposed to the way Kaylee developed socially. Mm-hmm. So uh, she finally did some investigation on her own and that's when she told us that she was looking into it, and she and she was self she was diagnosing her without having an official diagnosis, just from what she had read on the internet. Mm-hmm. And so we were aware that mm-hmm. there, there was she was they were going to be looking into it. 
and that's how we first heard about it. Right. It was from her mom. So there was a there was a time um, where you got to spend a lot of time with her, um, mm -hmm. and um, so I'm wondering, like, when you started to uh, learn what KG had and um, uh, understand like what her mindset was, how um, how did that change the way you like approached her, if it really anything at all? Not a whole lot of difference, except just maybe a little more understanding of why mm -hmm. uh, she was a reader mm -hmm. and so when she would come to stay with us we just made sure we supplied her with lots of books mm -hmm. and she wasn't real interactive but enough that yeah. you know, we knew that she loved us and she knew that we loved her and wanted to be around her but as far as her talking about personal things it just just didn't happen there was there wasn't a lot of personal communication. Okay. She was kind of in her own little world. Yeah. And we didn't mind. Uh, she didn't mind. So was there um, were there some things like just uh, in terms of her behavior where you had to think to yourself, okay, I can't take that personally, you know, yes. like yeah. There were. Uh-huh. Would you mind uh, maybe describing an example? Well, um the fact that she really didn't want to be alone most of the time, mm -hmm. and we would engage in conversation, but her conversation would go in a direction that she wanted it to go. Right. And that's, even when we would try to change the subject and go to something else, she would be right back on it again. So <laughs> yeah. we had to learn that that's just the way it is. And if we want to talk to her, we need to talk to her about things she wants to talk about. <laughs> well, the truth, the truth is, uh, in that way, she has not changed. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you that much. Well, I'm sure not. That's yeah. the way she's wired. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, that, that hasn't really changed. I'm, I don't think that ever necessarily will. No. I would say that she is getting a little bit better at, like, asking you know, oh, was there something that you wanted to bring up, you know, and then we would just be back on it uh, 10 minutes later. But, you know, that that is kind of a common thing with um, people on the autism spectrum is they love to talk about the things that they're passionate exactly. about. Exactly, and that's and, what we learned. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I've learned that, uh, through having conversations with her that she... Um, not only does she love to talk about what she loves to talk about, she, she loves it when uh, people listen. You know, I mean, that's that really like that really hit, you know, like hits close for her. That yes. means a lot to her. So, I'm, I mean, sure, I'm sure you've had like um, a lot of like uh, like maybe one sided conversations with her where she would be leading and you'd be oh, yes. nodding, nodding your head yes. along and stuff oh, like yes. that. What, what were some of those uh, things that she well, loves to talk weather. about? Weather. Weather the was weather. a big topic with her because she wanted to be a meteorologist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I do remember that of her. Yes. Um, she was going uh, originally planning on like um, moving over to over to Oklahoma, yes. um, so that mm -hmm. she can uh, study that further. Yes. Um, you know, but like kind of the idea of being a meteorologist, the storm chasing aspect and stuff mm -hmm. like that. She was very interested mm -hmm. in that at one time. Yes. Mm -hmm. She's since changed her her focus. But, mm -hmm. You know that happens to everybody as they mature. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what did she like? Did she like to talk about like tornadoes or hurricanes mm -hmm. or just basically a little bit of everything almost? Yes, she yeah. loved storms. She loved just the weather in general. 
Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what it was that she would get off on sometimes to she had interest in uh, superheroes and things like that as well mm-hmm. and I don't recall any particular one she would just she would just find a topic she was interested in and go there right <laughs> and stay there <laughs> so um when uh, when you learned that she had um, autism, or how long was the technically the quote unquote self diagnosis and the official diagnosis? How much time was there between that? I would say probably about three years. Three years, mm-hmm. okay. I mean, from the age ten to thirteen. Okay, so there was like kind of three years of the assumption, and then after that, you know, it was pretty obvious. Yeah, I think so. I'm not I'm not real sure. Lee would have more detail on that, mm-hmm. but I just know that that. Uh, Eric was noticing things too. Mm-hmm. Both of them were, mm-hmm. and I applaud them as parents because they went deeply into it. Eric was reading books. I mean, they were they were on it. <laughs> yeah, they weren't right. gonna let that slide. They were gonna do everything they could to facilitate her. And I really just can't say enough good about that. Uh, was there like an effort to, um, you know, maybe work on some of the, uh, like some certain habits she had, or were you guys pretty content with her just remaining the same for the we most part? We were content. Mm, okay. We under we had an understanding and just just accepted her the way she was. She's actually content with the way she is, and so we have alone. Yeah, so we did. absolutely. So, um, what were some of the things uh, about um, her traits on the autism spectrum that you really um, maybe appreciated? Maybe like uh, found some like newfound appreciation for? Oh, her intelligence was <laughs> over the top, and we were so thrilled that she did not have any kind of academic issues. She oh was, no, I can say that too. She was, she was able to navigate all the schooling that she needed to get and had no problems. Uh, That was huge to Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Um, But that would be... And the fact that we did see her making an effort to be social. She was working on it and we could see that. Mm -hmm. Uh, she, She worked hard. She did, and then, they would, and then there would just come a point where she had to get away, and we knew that, and so that was fine. We would interact for a while, yeah, and then she would go and seek her solitude. She had to. Yeah, we understood that. We also understood she had to run the laps, so we had to find a place for her to do that that release. But that was just that was just Kaylee. Well, she has that like that sort of like energy tank, you know. Mm-hmm. Like eventually, uh, yes. you know, eventually it reaches a low point and it needs to go and be recharged. Thankfully, recharging that energy tank is free. <laughs> um, but um, you know, free but very still very meaningful, you know. And um, yeah, uh, well, that's really cool because um, I had to learn that the hard way at the beginning that you know she needs that time to herself and you can't take it personally and stuff no, like that because no. I mean she makes it she makes it very blatantly obvious that you know she loves the people that mm-hmm. you know mean something to yes. her oh, and absolutely. 
Uh, you know, and I can say uh, with confidence that when she shows that, she really, really shows that. You know, I mean, she she's great that way. Um, I don't know if it was just, I don't know if it was because of the way that she was raised. I don't know if it's because of her faith or maybe the um, the private schools that she went to at the beginning. But you know, like a lot of that has just uh, shaped the way her mind is and the way her heart is and All stuff of the like above. that. All yeah. Of the above. yeah, yeah, right. No doubt. Um, um, what were like maybe some things um, when you had to spend a lot of time around her? What were like some of the things that you were hoping she might like um, might do with uh, with you guys or um, or participate in? And she just showed like zero interest because that's another thing about the autism spectrum is sort of the a zero interest factor in in certain things. And we really didn't try to involve her in anything. We just left it open. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And we said, well, there's this, 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 and this. What would you like to do? She chose, and that's what we did. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, we, we didn't try to force her into any <laughs> activities that we might want to do, because when she came to visit us, we centered all of our energy around her. Right. Uh, I imagine that when the official diagnosis came in, at that point, at that point, it was like, oh, uh, oh, it finally came. Okay, well, we've already known <laughs> all of this. None of this is surprising. Um, uh, we like to we like to joke because. Uh, her diagnosis report was only like maybe four or five pages long. It's like this really quick read. My mine was like 25 pages long, um, and I mean, wow. it, it wasn't just because like um, it, it wasn't like all of it was about me. Like half of it was here's what you can do to work on some of the things that are holding you back. But we, again, we like to joke about that. Her oh, hers yeah. is very brisk, while mine was like really long and kind of a. An exhausting read to get through. Um, one thing, uh, though, is that uh, when I was diagnosed, I was 20 years old. So at this point, I had already graduated high school, already gone through all the you know struggles that you know someone on the autism spectrum might have while going through school. Whereas with her, um, you know, she was diagnosed way earlier. Um, how do you think? Do you think um, there would have been any difference between? Um, like let's say she didn't get, get diagnosed and, and she went through school, um, but she was diagnosed and then went through school. Do you think there would have been any difference if she hadn't been diagnosed? Oh yes, I think so. Um, what were some of the, uh, were there any resources that you guys had to lead her to to help her through school? We did not, but her parents did. Okay. Her parents did, but she really was reticent to take advantage of those because she did not want to stand out. She wanted to blend with everybody else, and mm. so I, I'm not sure she really took advantage of many of those resources. Yeah, I remember when she made the dean's list at college, and, and she just sort of brushed it off as like no big deal. Well, know? that wasn't it. There were actual resources available through when they took her to high school mm-hmm. and enrolled her. Uh, they told they told the the, the uh, officials there that she was. Uh, Asperger, mm. and they said, "Okay, well, we can do this, 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 and this to accommodate." And she just said, "No, I don't want to. I don't want to be different from other people. I just oh, wow. want to blend and 
question. She didn't use that word, but I think that's what she was saying. She that's what she was trying to say. Uh -huh. you know? I just want to yeah. be like everybody else. Um, wow. Even though she wasn't, but, you know, <laughs> she did fine. She was able to. She was able to accommodate for herself. Well, she'll always be unique in my eyes, but yes. um, as I'm sure she is uh, in yours. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, do you? So I, I guess pretty much answer already answered the next question is like um, do you feel like her being diagnosed as early as she was really um, helped her ultimately with uh, school I, I, I guess I'd wager yes but well, well um, I just think it might have helped her to understand her true um, I, I know it would have definitely helped all of us to know why she was not acting and reacting like the other girls in the class. Did she ever uh, express, um, you know, before she was officially diagnosed, did, did she ever express, like, frustration, like, over maybe not understanding herself very well, or did... I kind of feel like she isn't the type of person no, to do that. I, I, so. I, I think... Mm -hmm. Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, <laughs> she I... She was just... She was just herself. Herself, yeah. It was... One of her teachers said she... She... Uh, marches to a different drummer. Mm. The teacher recognized that she was very unique mm. and didn't care if anybody didn't like that. She was, uh, <laughs> she she acted like her own leader, you know what I mean? Yes, you know? yes. Um, very unique and very independent and I'm just very proud of her. Yeah. Very proud of her. It really didn't even take a whole lot to sort of like get her out of her parents' door. I mean, yeah, I know that oh. me coming into the, in, into the picture and like us getting engaged, yeah, obviously that was, you know, the catalyst, I, the catalyst absolutely. Um, but I feel like that even if there wasn't that involved, I don't think it would have taken much for her to oh. be able to find her own place and, right. you know, strike out on her own. Yeah. yeah. She needed it. I mean, her dad was relieved, of course. <laughs> but well, I'm not so um, sure that's true. I mean, I mean, relieved I he that he. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, just relieved that, um, you know, that she was able to get out, yes. you know, as soon as possible yeah, after I she think, graduated college. Yeah, I don't and, use the word relieved. I think proud was mm -hmm. it. I think they both, Lee and Eric, were just really over the moon that, that she wanted to be on her own. Mm -hmm. And I think they were concerned. Naturally, I think any parent is concerned about any child, regardless. Yeah. But um, she has just exceeded all expectations. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, she, uh, I think, I remember the story where. I don't know, because like the way it was described, I don't know if she was saying it out of frustration or maybe just was making simply making a claim. And this isn't about like trying to call attention to me. This is just about. Um, you know, a past event where she said at one point, you know, like I'll never have a, I'll never have a boyfriend or a husband oh, or whatever. Yes. And um, the way she described it, I couldn't tell if she was saying that she had said that out of frustration or it was just a simple claim, you know. And then her grandpa jumped in and said, "Oh, that's not true," you know. And I mean, obviously, the future spoke for itself, but. Um, you know, was that something that she was frustrated about, or was that something that she didn't really care either way? She said it so matter-of-factly. It was just a uh, black and white statement. Mm, just okay. black and white. Just, yeah. I will never marry. Mm. Just out of the clear blue. And her grandpa just <laughs> said, <laughs> just jumped all over it. Right. 
he was just did it um, was that a statement like uh, that was part of a conversation or she just said it out of the blue one once it just like maybe was a thought that crossed her mind and she spoke it out loud I'm not exactly sure because I think it was a conversation between her and her grandpa and I only mm. heard the statement about I will never marry mm-hmm. and she had told me that before yeah, that was that was not the first time I had heard that, oh, okay. but I think it was the first time that her grandpa had heard her say it, and he was he was just upset because <laughs> he said that is a lie from hell. It's, it is not true. And he said you will marry. Hey, that's not a request. That is a command. <laughs> well, it was a prof- it was prophetic, is what it mm, was. Yeah, and he it came from deep deep inside. Right, right. I cried. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine so, yeah. Well, I mean, like, regardless of what kind of background, you you know, your grandchild would come from, you you never want to hear that from them. You know, I mean, I, I remember I... I said something very similar, or I at least asked, will I ever find someone, mm-hmm. you know, like, good enough to marry, and my grandma jumped in and, you know, basically did the role of, uh, you know, KG's grandpa here. Um, Bless but, her. Yeah, <laughs> Bless right, her. right, yeah. No, it was, uh, it was difficult. I, I think, you know, being on the autism spectrum, it, it kind of... Um, you know, that confidence a lot of the time isn't necessarily there. Right, you know? and I think that's where perhaps Kaylee was coming from, too, was mm-hmm. a lack of confidence and and experience at that point. She yeah. had not really had a dating experience right. to back up thinking that, that it was going to be possible for her. So, um, you know, I, I can understand where she was thinking that. But I think she had seen Temple Grandin's movie and mm. had met her. I think maybe oh, she, she was taking her, her cue. Yes, yeah, she met her in oh, person. Oh wow! I did she not. Was, she didn't. She never told me this. Yes. <laughs> so yes. I know Temple Grandin. I know that name. Yeah, yeah. So I think she was taking her cues maybe from Temple Grandin as well, mm. thinking, okay, it was okay for Temple Grandin. It's mm-hmm. okay for me. We um, we own the movie, by the way. I think I was the I was the movie. one that I, I was, was I was the one who recommended it to, to Lee. Yeah, yeah I, I I think my grandma my grandma just kind of passed me a DVD copy, and I've just had it uh, ever since. Good, um, I'm glad. you know where mm-hmm. she's on the farm, and mm-hmm. uh, she kind of learned um, she just learned that skill of working with animals. Right. You know, it's a yeah. very empowering story. Oh, it's a wonderful story, and I know. Kaylee went to one of her, um, uh, it was a lecture, I think, here in, in uh, Moline, oh, wow. I think it was downtown, nice. and uh, she came away from there, it might have been, I don't know, somewhere here in the Quad Cities, but she came away from there very, very impressed, and she met her, and so, yeah. yeah. Nice, <laughs> But nice. when you, that probably had a huge impact on her, I'm thinking, mm. because, um, that story is pretty, pretty compelling yeah. and powerful. And um, I would have to say that in some ways, I'm, I might have looked at that as, okay, we're going to have to accept the possibility that she will not find someone. Mm. And, uh, but her grandpa was not having it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying the Holy Spirit within her grandpa was not having it, too. Because wow. it wasn't just, it did not come just from him. He... It rose up in him, and that was that. Wow. 
Wow. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Absolutely. Well, um, I can't really think of uh, any more um, questions off the top of my head. Was there anything that um, her uh, her mother like mentioned to you when you were like having the pre-conversation before this conversation? No, no, no. But I will say this: I believe her marriage has been the best thing that ever happened to her. Well, now I have to ask how. <laughs> she's just a, she's just come alive. Um, mm. I can see the. She pours out probably all that love that, that she didn't know what to do with on you. Hmm. I don't know how, uh, like, what to say to that. Except you're probably right. Oh, absolutely. I see it. She's just, she's all over you. She, <laughs> she, she adores you. Over the moon. You. Um, she adores you. And it's, it's so sweet to see and so, so gratifying to see the I think all that pent up I'll never marry mm. her has just exploded out of her and she's now living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I don't really know uh, how else to conclude this except thank you for being there for her the, the way that you were there for her growing up. I think My that pleasure. yeah, I think that has had a, a massive influence on her. I you know, May I say one more thing? Of course, of course. I want to yeah. tell a little story. Yeah, we're making good time. Okay. You know. When she was younger, we would stay with me and Eric, or even at our house. She would come into our room, and she would nestle in between us, and we would snuggle for the longest time. And we called that our Kaylee sandwich. <laughs> That's great. Just something special that yeah. we had with her until she reached a certain age when she was no longer comfortable doing that. But when she was younger, it was just so special. We had Kaylee sandwich. <laughs> Which is ironic because for her, uh, for her, she loves snuggling. So well, but she know. reached an age where right, right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was obviously. no longer appropriate. So that was fine. All that, all that. Um, you know, pent-up time of not snuggling is now out again. <laughs> yes, well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I'm glad she's got her, her snuggling back. She <laughs> yeah. needed that. She needed it, and we needed it, and well, we loved it. Well, it's so strange, you know, because, like, sometimes, you know, like, there are days where I feel like I'm um, interacting with uh, an adult woman, and then some days where I feel like I'm interacting with this like excitable child, Little you girl, know. In a way. Yeah, yeah, she uh -huh. she has that uh, innocence about her. I really like. Oh yeah, you know? she's she is something. She's so special. <laughs> yeah, for sure. In every way. Yeah. Well, thank you, you know, Miss Jane, for being a part of this conversation. It was so great that you um, were willing to put take the time aside to do this with me. Oh, um, my pleasure. Anytime yeah. I could talk about my granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I knew it'd be a pretty easy hook. Oh, you it know? is. Yeah, it <laughs> um, is. But yeah, it's also just great to um, you know sort of spread this awareness. I, I think, uh, if anything, hopefully that who, who, whoever's listening to this, you know, if you're on the autism spectrum, and you know, I hope uh, that you, what you get out of this is, you know, you're just as capable of being loved as anyone else, and you know, and I, I'm sure there, I'm sure, you know, there are people who are absolutely willing to be there for you so you know that's that's my message at least one more thing of course okay, uh, yeah, she yes. has exceeded all expectations mm. she drives she is married she has a, a very good job mm -hmm. she has mm -hmm. gone beyond what 
the high percentage of uh, autism spectrum people achieve. And so very, very proud of them. Yeah, and very that, proud. And that's perfect. It just kind of goes with the message that I um, put throughout this series that um, you know, if you don't feel like you can make it, well, you can. Yes. Absolutely, you and absolutely can. <laughs> and not only that, but you can even go, you know, beyond. I feel your own expectations. Mm -hmm. um, she has. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you, Miss Jane. This was a pleasure. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Have questions about the topics I've covered or the conversations I've had? Want to provide suggestions for autism-related topics I can cover? Email me at vanzotmedia at gmail.com. That's V-A-N-Z-O-T media at gmail.com. And I'll consider your suggestions. Hey guys, while I have you, I'd like to promote a singer and songwriter I've had the pleasure of getting to know. David Angus. David has produced music for me in the past, including the opening song of my audio drama, Mortal Deity, which you can find on my YouTube channel, Vanza Productions. Check out his music on Spotify and download his albums when the clubs come out and his latest, Afters at the Casino. I know he'll appreciate it. Hey guys, if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast, write a review to help the show grow, and subscribe to my Substack at thepancakeking.substack.com to receive updates on new podcast episodes, a new blog post every Saturday, and other content I may put out. You can also check out the entertainment me, KG, and my friends make together on our YouTube channel, Vanzot Productions. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.